0: This episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is brought to you by Naked Bed, a sensual sheet designed to help you let go more during your intimate experiences and enjoy all that God's incredible gift of sex and marriage can bring. Made of a luxurious fabric, think of it as lingerie for your bed. It protects your linens from massage oils and other elements, giving you unlimited freedom without distractions. You can be playful, spontaneous, lavish, or exotic, and that can happen anytime with no mess and no fuss. Explore deeper intimacy and embrace the peace of mind that Naked Bed brings. Go to sensualbedding.com, enter the keyword sexy at checkout to receive a free bottle of massage oil.
1: You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen.
0: Straight from the inbox at radio.com. this is from a member of the Sexy Marriage Nation Hi, yay! that says, I've thought several times over the past years that I've been a weekly Sexy Marriage Radio listener that I wanted to give you a big thank you and shout out for what you're doing and the voice that you give to what I believe is a super important topic that normally gets very little airtime. I'm a Christian wife and I have the opportunity to minister to a lot of eight to all ages in my church my husband's volunteer clergy he's got the opportunity to counsel others as well and having come from a family of origin where we weren't prudish about sex we didn't really talk about it either i feel like my husband and i really started from square one 15 years ago when we got married we really knew very little and i wanted to change that standard as we raise our four little humans We've always had a great sex life, and aside from the few months after each child was born and a stretch during my husband's medical residency when we didn't see each other, we've been pretty well matched. I can say that listening to the podcast has taken the intimate parts of our relationship from great to fantastic.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Through conversations sparked by this podcast, we've been able to exercise some demons that we didn't even know were lurking from our past. We've become more adventurous and tried some new and exciting things like oral sex, which I'd always wanted but was afraid to ask for. Anyway, just wanted to say thank you and encourage couples who think they already have a great sex life that this podcast can help make great even better.
1: Very nice. Thank you very much for that feedback. That Absolutely.
0: Was so welcome to Sexy Marriage Radio and saying hi to the Sexy Marriage Nation. I'm Dr. Corey Allen and on Mondays, as always, joined by my beautiful wife, Pam. Hey, everyone. (laughs) And if you're uh, new to the nation um, that we're affectionately calling the Sexy Marriage Nation, welcome. Uh, One of the things we love is hearing from people that are part of the listening audience and even the YouTube audience that that Mm. follows along and watches what we're doing. Um, And you can send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com or call us two one four seven zero two nine five six five. is how we can get more information about what's the questions you may have The concerns you've got, um, the issues that you want raised or addressed, because...
1: Yeah, that's how shapes, shape all of our topics Mm -hmm. and shape all of our shows.
0: We try to go where you want to go as far as the Sexy Marriage Nation. Uh, We also want you to jump on iTunes and leave us any kind of a review, uh, a rating that helps us climb the charts and uh, spread the word so that more and more people will hear about what we've got going on here as it continues to grow. And I got to give a quick plug to the Academy because this is one of those things that uh, where we're going in today's episode is because of some of the conversation that's taking place in the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy. That's right, yeah. And um, it's interesting because now with Sexy Marriage Radio 3.0, um, we have all the, all the shows are on YouTube. So hello, everybody that's watching. Hey. Um, but also the behind-the-scenes footage of the shows is on YouTube. It's available for the Academy members. And so they can see... Um, what we talk about before we put hit record for the show. <laughs> what or goes when Corey
1: on. surprises me and I don't know it's already hit record. Exactly,
0: because that, that's where we have some of our fun. And then you also get that for all the get, different guests that are joining me uh, each week on Thursday shows. Those recordings are, are there for all the Academy members too. And so you can join for free for 30 days to try it out, see what you see, see if you like it, get a part of the conversation that goes on. Because where we're going today came from last week's show when we talked about our tech our uh, sex toys a threat
1: right where the wife was using um a vibrator right she right. W-
0: yeah she was using uh regularly and bill had emailed in saying um i'm ready i'm interested i'm, I'm willing and yet she, she's just using that, and yeah, so
1: she's all spent by then.
0: We came at it from the standpoint of just really uh, honing in on the toy aspect. And are if you if you use toys as part of your repertoire in sex, is that threatening or not to the spouses? And sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. But several members in the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy jumped on the idea of, well, here, I'll just read it. This is from yeah. one of the members. Yeah, it says, It's
1: a great question. It it's says, great Corey,
0: info. no Oreo cookie here, which means he's not buttering me up, and then, great right. job, and then, here you go, I'm going to blast right. you. He's just coming straight on, which is the way we should do things anyway. That's right. I think you missed the mark on Monday's show uh, related to vibrators and insecurity. I believe that the second emailer, which was Bill's primary concern, was related to the statement that she uses the vibrator weekly, and she knows I want sex weekly, but I don't get it yet she's doing this herself. And then he goes on that they're on the cusp of a sexless marriage just because they're only having sex at average once a month or less, which that's what qualifies you in, according to research, as a sexless marriage. Okay. So he's talking about, at least what's being pointed out, um, this is a disparity not and, and a withholding or a choice of something else in, in lieu of rather than just the focus on the toys.
1: Yeah, and that makes total sense. I'm I'm really glad um, that
0: Charlie Charlie yeah. spoke
1: up and and brought this and just came out kind of plain as day. Absolutely, Charlie's uh, always been kind of plain as day like kind it of is a guy. He's he's got a great point here and um, had this. It, so I'm I'm curious if this had been. The other way around, and it had been a wife emailing in, saying that the guy was using something. Would if he that, was
0: masturbating regularly, that she's available and she's interested.
1: Available at, what perspective would we come at, at that with, right? Yeah, there there but, might be
0: some different counsel that's given in that regard.
1: Right. But how—I I mean, I'm assuming this is more of a rarity when it's the female totally excluding the husband— <laughs> but it it's a it's a great point here, in that you've got someone that um you've got a spouse that is willing and ready, and there is clearly a sexual desire on her part, mm-hmm. but she's not going there with him.
0: Right, which then leads to this is a relationship issue, and this is a dynamic of I'm choosing to do this solo more than incorporating it with somebody else. Which that's a whole nother uh, frame of reference to have a conversation about. Okay. Because we did touch on it's a relationship dynamic, right? That it's, that's, that's the issue. that this, There's a relational component going on here of somebody that's interested and when it was initially discovered she had a vibrator, he did not react well and they went a long period of time with no sex, which that really is probably the damage or the, the thing they're really trying to overcome most. Okay. is that, and, and reestablish and a reconnect. But that led me to start thinking, just from the conversation I watched as it unfolded in the Academy this week, um, it made me start thinking about, okay, so why do we masturbate? Because research continues to show, even in good marriages, masturbation is sometimes part of it. It's prevalent. It's prominent. It's It happens. I mean, used to you would hear, the The joke about ninety eight percent of all men masturbate and the other two percent lie. You know, it's just right. Okay, <laughs> yeah, the running joke. Um, but it is true that there there are still lots of instances where masturbation is a part of people's lives, whether they're married or single.
1: Okay, but is there some sort of happy medium there where she's excluding now the husband? And right. It, yeah.
0: And that's I'm, the biggest. I'm not
1: saying masturbation's right or wrong. There's pieces of it that I just don't get. Right. Because that's not a thing for me. Right. Um, But I get that it is for people. Right. 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 And, and so at, at what point are you like crossing a line on the relationship boundary?
0: Okay. So I would think just to kind of try to wrap up the conversation from last week with Bill, um, the the relational boundary's been crossed if he's interested willing seeking initiating instigating but yet she's constantly saying no and still choosing a masturbatory route with a vibrator or a toy or something weekly or regularly without his involvement at all without including him or having a part so it so it is an exclusive thing which that's an issue then okay because you got one client, one partner saying, "I want I want in on this. I want to be a part of this." So there's the component of if you're doing it secretly or um, as an exclusive exclusive thing, and it means I'm not available for somebody else, or I choose that over the somebody else. We got an issue, most likely, especially if the other partner's saying, "I don't like this."
1: Yeah, and. It- and I guess the other partners, it's not even that I don't like being excluded. It's I don't like you using something that replicates the parts that I've got.
0: Right. Sure. And that it, goes
1: back more to last week's topic, it does. too, about it does. honoring. and.
0: It does. And, but it gets, yeah, because it gets into there. I mean, we can always do, I mean, we can have, always have sex by ourselves. I mean, we we are we are creatures that can reach our genitalia, so we're we're capable.
1: Well, that's just getting off, right? right it that's is. not having sex. That's <laughs>
0: it, it's. I'm using this term sex loosely. There, we can satisfy
1: ourselves. We can right get off by ourselves. That was we're not exactly having sex.
0: So, so there are still opportunities and times where I think couples include this as part of their life and their marriage, and then there's times where it does probably get skewed and beyond the realm of what's going to be healthy and helpful to a relationship when it's an exclusive thing that's like, nope, I'm going to go do this. You're on your own or you're not, you're not involved. You're not, I'm not available for you, but I'm still going to go do this. I mean, in essence, that's this whole I'm withholding and I'm just going to do this for myself.
1: When you're sitting in the chair and You've got a couple that's walked in and said and revealed this to you and you're realizing, okay, we got a relationship issue. We got mm-hmm. um, her doing it exclusively um, or maybe they're having sex once a month, but right. it's to right. His exclusion. Right. Where do you go from there? Like kind of what's your first step with that?
0: So a lot of times then it, it, it comes down to what are the different meanings that are attached to stuff of what is it that turns um, turn, makes you turn towards uh, masturbating alone as opposed to possibly even masturbating with his presence or including him in this moment. Or Because all of those are ones that steer a little closer to the relationship. That's not just full-blown sex necessarily, okay. but it leads to that. It leads to intimacy. I mean, there's lots of couples I've heard of and even some in the academy that have talked about that... Um, they had times where they would masturbate together, and that was more intimate than sex because Mm -hmm. it was a true vulnerable, especially the first few times because it's like, I've been doing this on my own for a while now, and I'm going to include somebody to watch or be a part of it or just be beside me during this. And that's a very tender and intimate, vulnerable moment on an emotional level, for sure. sure. And so I would steer it towards... What's the meanings of this? What's the whole point of, of slowing, uh, of keeping this isolated from your spouse? What's the point of, of secret? What's the point? And then what do you do knowing, and this would be to, this, to the wife in this regard, what do you do knowing your husband's interested, but yet you're still denying that and doing it yourself? What does that mean?
1: Hmm.
0: How do you sit with that? And I would kind of watch be watching the husband to see what he how he's responding on this, and then I would eventually steer it towards him of what does this mean to you? Okay. And then we see if there's a way to at least get stuff out in the open so people understand the meanings more. Okay. Because I think a lot of times what we're facing is there's just different connotations associated with this whole subject. You know, we've never done a show, we've done shows on masturbation in sexy marriage radio's history. But I mean, here I've got so why do people start? Let's just kind of lay the groundwork. We did this last week with some history mm-hmm. of sex toys. So let's do this with the with the history of some masturbation okay. stuff. Um, so what I found is why people start is there's physiological reasons, which is the the increase of testosterone and hormones in your body as a, as an adolescent. Okay. Just kind of you get everything revving. That masturbation's an exploratory thing that you learn, but then it also becomes a pleasurable thing. And that's the, fi- that's the psychology of it. And it's how the brain uses fantasy and stress relief. And so when you put those things together, that's where a lot of times masturbation plays a role because there's sometimes when a spouse just isn't available. And there's actually a site out there called The Marriage Bed, which is a really big uh, forum um, that's been around for a long time. It's one of the largest marriage-focused forums on the web. And I think it's just com. I totally, I don't know if that's for sure. But okay. but if you just Google the marriage bed, you'll find it. They actually did a research and they found that 84% of men had masturbated within the last, and these were married men, had masturbated at least once during the, in the last three months. 50% every five to 15 days. And it was mainly what they found was whenever they were away from their partner. That it kind of coincided with if they were going to be Um, apart for a while, they would admit to masturbating.
1: Okay,
0: And they usually found also that this happened on the normal cycle of the rhythm that they had sex. And that would make sense. So if you're like, okay, we're weekly, we're twice a week, and now all of a sudden because of business or situations, one of us isn't available, well, I'll just go ahead and take care of that myself just because I've kind of got this rhythm going. Mm And in in the body, if there's anything I know about the human body and anybody that's lived for any length of time, it's rhythm-based.
1: It is.
0: (laughs) It is. Their routines and rhythms play a part. So what was interesting is 13% of the wives in this study were aware of the husband's masturbation. Only 13%. Okay. So now let's flip it. Let's talk about the women. Because in the same study, they said that 65% of women admitted to masturbating at least once during the last three months. And then a third of those... Did it monthly or less, and then a third was a, f- a few times per month out of, out of all the people that did, and then of this group, they said that eighteen percent of the husbands were aware of it. so there's still an element of a large group of of, this sub- of the of the respondents Sp- spouses aren't aware of it
1: And I guess I'm not surprised at that. You mm-hmm. don't necessarily bring that up i don't know whether that's a eh, i don't think it's a big deal why do i need to bring that up or right uh I, i'm sure you get both sides of it some of it's shame some of it's um yeah this is just who i am this is just what i do no right big deal right um
0: yeah because it's, it's interesting because this leads to how do you steer something like this that's an exclusive exclusive act you know it's it's an isolated act how do you steer that to make it relational still? Because that's that's to me, and that's what the show that we've done with Sexy Marriage Radio all along, that when we do something in secret, that's where we have greater likelihood of harm. Right. So how do I incorporate, if this is part of my life, where I'm not ashamed or hiding because what I'm doing isn't wrong and because where I've always had the stance is masturbation is wrong when you get into what is around it and associated with it. If I'm using porn to masturbate, I got issues. I got problems. My belief. It causes problems. If I'm fantasizing about other people while I'm masturbating, I got problems. It's not steering things towards my relationship. Okay. But if I'm using it as part of just, hey, this is a chance just to relieve a little stress. This is a chance to feel a little better about myself, whatever it is, okay, and I steer it towards my partner still in the fantasy life or it's just a plain hormone pleasure thing. There's no fantasy really associated with it, okay? But would I need to hide that from a partner? I don't think we would.
1: I I, I wouldn't see why you would in that scenario, right? right? Because the focus is still there with the spouse. The focus is still... Uh, th- Hopefully there's some common sense understanding of yeah if we're apart for a while um
0: there's yeah, still desires there's that are still going on there's desires that are mm-hmm. there
1: I, I don't expect a, an absolute deprivation right um during that period of time so
0: but I think it's also important to point out we are not I mean we're animals as far as creatures if you will but we're not animals in that I, we don't have self control we don't have discipline we don't have the ability right. to say you know what if i had to give this if i had to give masturbation up could i and if you if that's a hard no well, hold on
1: well that's just like anything else right. in life if i'm an overeater or an right. undereater right. or a obsessed with money or whatever the case may be. If right. there is something I can't give up, then that's my God.
0: <laughs> exactly. And so that's where I've got to I've got to bring in to what is how does how does this fit and integrate within my life and not rule my life. And I think that's with everything. Okay. Sex included. Yeah. That how do I make sure I'm more than just that. I'm all of me. I'm all of this. That it could be a component, but it's not the overriding thing or a, a deep dart longing thing that's just burning and it'll eventually just create this raging fire. Right. Okay. So the other question I've got, and I'd be interested to hear what you think about this, because this is from just the the research I was doing for this subject is why do people masturbate? Why do we do this? What's what comes to your mind?
1: Okay. I I feel like I'm just a prude on this one. I feel like I'm a total ignoramus because this has (laughs) not been an, an area my initial reaction is lack of self-control and there's probably a bunch of listeners out there that are like oh my gosh shut up pam (laughs) but that i have to say that that is my initial response especially before yes um not so much now but that's really been kind of more of my historical
0: response okay
1: but um, it's a, a release, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, I've 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 got some pent up energy here. I I, I need a release. I,
0: right. I get that. Right, and that's actually the number one, as far as the different research I found on this subject. That was usually either one or two, of it's stress release or it's just a um, hormonal release of of energy, desire, anxiety, tension, something that it, it's we associated. It's a way to help get, relieve stress. Okay. Which is true because I, I, it it, it to, releases absolutely. it releases endorphins in your absolutely. brain, which are the feel good chemicals. Yeah, and so it gives you a chance to kind of feel relaxed. Yeah, but then some of the others were when there's huge disparities in the, the desire level differences, or when a okay, spouse is sense. continually saying no, but yet you're horny and you've been driving towards them, and then it's like, okay, and I get the whole. Maybe I could just steer this some other way, but then there's also this is what research is showing that's why people go ahead and just, okay, I'll take care of this myself. Yeah, um, The other is it can help you sleep.
1: <laughs> so instead of taking melatonin, because yep. okay. it is
0: it's the, true. the high as, as you calm back down after yeah. that, it it's true it is um, mm. it's it could be because you are sexually dissatisfied, and this was actually when they were polling women. Was they were sexually, they, they did not reach orgasm during sex. So they went ahead and took care of it themselves later or right after, which, if they were just doing penal vaginal intercourse, then it's greater likelihood they're not going to end up having an orgasm. So they were like, you know what? He's asleep now. I'll, I'll finish myself off. Oh, yeah. Okay. So
1: I, I, oh, I hear that response and I'm just thinking about the email.
0: Yeah. Well, good point. Okay. Um,
1: I, don't, I don't know.
0: I don't either. Um, but, and that's where we don't have all the information because there's a lot. And this, somebody even pointed this out in the category, in the, in the academy of this is one of those things that we're talking about surface levels of a river and it's really, really a deep river it's most It's really likely. deep. We so, have no idea. True. And then the last thing I found was just the pleasure, just the sexual pleasure that comes from orgasm.
1: Okay. Because
0: there is a pleasure associated with it. Which then leads to this question: Okay, is it harmful?
1: Uh, that's a case by case basis. Okay, I, that's that's relationship by relationship. Sure. Early on in uh, personally, early on in our relationship, I I just thought that that would be terrible, right? My right. initial response that I said, "Well, that's just a lack of self control." <laughs> well, that was my that was my old school. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And and I didn't get it. Yep. I didn't understand. Um. So at that point in time, to me, that was that would have been a devastating thing. Okay. Uh, um. Be to think that you were masturbating, right? Because. Of course, in my mind, at that point, it went directly to well. There has to be pornography use Mm -hmm. uh, because that's what that association has Mm -hmm. always been.
0: Because it uh, it is a masturbatory industry, right? It's what it was created for, right? Yep. So, Uh,
1: but certainly, I mean, you. I mean, you talked about folks in the academy that have shared. mm -hmm. This is something that they have done side by side and created this intimate. um, I actually
0: worked with a couple years ago that they had masturbation Mondays.
1: Is that right?
0: <laughs> that's what they called it. And like, then
1: Taco Tuesday right
0: after <laughs> Taco Tuesday. You gotta love it. But it's the idea that so psychology today actually has done some research on this and what they have found is no, overall it does it's not harmful. No. Yeah. Because it can fill a void, because you could have a huge disparity, and if a partner that's the lower desire realizes this takes some pressure off of me, then okay. Maybe that's an okay thing. Right. As and long again, as that goes back ex- to
1: what's your perspective. Yep. If I look at it in that perspective.
0: Yep. As long as it's okay. not exclusive and denying and yeah. withholding, okay. But here's what's interesting is that oftentimes when the other spouse, and this is what this research found, when the other spouse has discovered, this is what you were just alluding to, when they discovered that their spouse was masturbating, they would get uh, seriously, dis- they would be have displeased by that. right? But it wasn't, they would not blame themselves for withholding and not being available. They would take it as an indictment of they don't like me or they're unhappy with me. They don't do it. They don't go to the disparity of, well, of course he's got, or she's got a much higher desire than me. So that would kind of make sense that she might be doing that, or he might be doing that. And I'm saying no a lot, you know, and they, they just see it as they're just unhappy with me. And it's a personal thing.
1: Well, until until you spend some time, for instance, all the people that have been binge listening and listening to this show, until you edu- get educated, until you spend some time getting other points of view mm-hmm. on how relationships work, on how a sexual relationship works, especially within a committed m- marriage, a yep. committed relationship, yep. you don't get the the desire difference thing you don't that is true you don't understand those dynamics that
0: is very true so it's
1: very easy to respond to some questionnaire and and be mad about it because you don't get it
0: okay so to wrap all of this whole thing up i want to i want to throw a complete curveball to finish this thing (laughs) so obviously i think if we're if we're going to kind of sum all this whole conversation up masturbation, okay, it's it's a part of life, it can be healthy, it can be a beneficial thing, it can be worthwhile, but when it's secret, when it's withheld, uh, when sex is withheld because of it, when I'm turning to other avenues associated with it, that's what's the recipe for, for issues in relationships, right? Right. Okay. But there are also times in marriage where the lower desire partner may say, and this is some, from someone in the academy, and I love it the way he phrased this. That he was interested in some sex, and he asked his wife, and she said, eh, "I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be available, but it, you could just kind of tell it was going to be the obligatory, okay, it, because it's you. I'll give it. I'll, I'll help you." And his phrase was, "I don't want to masturbate without using my hands, though." Nice. Which is a great way to think of this because now it's a different relationship context of I want a partner that's a part of this. I don't want to just masturbate without touching myself. Yeah. (laughs) Which that's a whole different game, isn't it?
1: Well, and how great for him to be straightforward about that. Absolutely, and I think what happened was he was just... That's my perception of it, honey.
0: And I'm not not interested in that this evening, so I'll just stop. And there's your self-control. There's a grown-up move that then puts pressure on the relationship. And whether you choose to go to masturbate or not, whatever, I just think it's that whole, you don't do it because of spite or frustration. You do it because, you know what? Okay, I can do that. I'll just do this on my own. I'd rather not accept that. I'll do this or... And it, because then you use the dynamic to steer towards the relationship better, hopefully. Okay. Because I think that's this whole thing. I'm going to end with just a K from me, <laughs> right? All right. Yes. <laughs> well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. <laughs> so wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. Um, I'd be interested in your thoughts from the Sexy Marriage Nation.
1: Get some emails on this one. Absolutely. I'm sure.
0: Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com, or if you're bold. 214 702 9565. We'd love to hear from you. So, um, yeah, let's
1: but- hear from you and put it on another episode.
0: We can do that. We'll see you next time.